Welcome to Victory in the Word Radio Ministries of Renaissance Church of God in Christ, USA. We're the host, Bishop Dennis J. McMurray is our senior pastor, and Dr. E. Jean McMurray is our first lady. Join us in this inspiring time of praise, worship, and fellowship designed to encourage and motivate everyone through the Word of God. Now prepare your hearts to be blessed with Victory in the Word. God bless you and welcome to Victory in the Word. This is Dr. E. Jean McMurray, First Lady of the Renaissance Church of God in Christ, where Bishop Dennis J. McMurray is the senior pastor and my wonderful husband, I might add, of 33 years. I thank God for being here with you today. Thank you for tuning in and listening. For those of you that tune in um, weekly to listen or all weekend, some of you get to listen to us twice on the weekend. Some of you um, listen once a week. Thank you so much for tuning in and being a part of of this dynamic radio ministry. Um, Bishop McMurray and I are so excited about what God is doing in our lives in this new year, this new season of 2020, this new decade. God has blessed us to enter a new decade and we are so grateful and so thankful. Everything might not be like we want it to be, but we thank God that we are still here. And that means that God is not through with us yet. You know, being blessed by God is an ongoing thing. It's an ongoing process. God doesn't bless you with everything that he has for you all at one time, simply because if he did, we would not be able to handle it all at one time. But if you look back over the course of your life and you look at life and you look at how God proportioned his blessings over your life and whatever state you were in and whatever time you were living in, God dispersed what we needed and what he wanted to bless us with in that time of life. And so I just thank God because I want to continue life and see everything that God has for me. I don't want to take the one thing that God has done now and then walk away from God and and feel that that's going to last me for the rest of my life. But God has blessings throughout the process of life and everything that we need, God's hand will provide it and he will provide it in his own time. And so we want to live in God's perfect will and God's perfect time for our life. And so as you walk through life, don't expect God to give you everything that he has for you all at one time. It's a process and life is a process. And this lifestyle of living a lifestyle in Christ, it lasts throughout time. And so just, I just want to encourage you to just stay in place when God has done one thing, stay in place and keep your eyes open because that means God is going to do more and everything that we need, God's hand will provide it. And then I will say also that he knows what we need 
even before we ask him. And so God knows when we need it. He knows how we need it. But then God loves it when we talk to him, first of all, and thank him for what he has already done. And God loves it when we thank him for what he's doing. And then God loves it when we thank him in advance for what he's going to do. And so as we just talk to God and tell God, thank you, that causes God to move further. The blessings of the Lord maketh rich and add no sorrow. And so when we thank God and we're happy about what God has done in our lives, we can live in peace and we can walk in peace and we can enjoy the blessings of God in peace. And so I just want to encourage you today, just a sidebar conversation. This is not what I want to teach today, but just to encourage you in this sidebar conversation to stay in the will of God. I remember a song we used to sing growing up. The safest place in the whole wide world is in the will of God. And I just want to encourage you to stay in God's will. Stay in place with God. Don't get ahead of him. Don't lag behind too far. Just stay in the will and in the presence of God. And I can promise you that God is going to move on your behalf and he's going to work through life with you. God is going to hold you and walk you through life. Every time life makes a change, God is going to be there. Whatever you need to make it through that change, God is going to bless you with it. And if it's peace that you need, God is going to give Give you peace. If it's finances, God is going to make a way financially. If it's love that you need, God is going to send love when you need to be loved. Whatever it is you need, God is able to provide it. If it's strength that you need at any given moment, God is going to give you the strength. It says that in, and Paul says that in our weakness, that's when God is the strongest. So when we're at our weakest point, look for God to show up out of nowhere and strength just comes out of nowhere. Sometimes God might not even change the situation. He might just change your attitude or change your outlook, but God will always show up. He will always show up and he will bless you with whatever it is you need at that given time and that moment in life. And so I encourage you this walk with Christ. Don't walk away from it. Stay committed to it. Stay in, stay charged with God, stay fueled with God, make your connection with God, stay in love with God, read his word, worship him, study him, let God know that you appreciate him, pray him, worship him, and just let God know that you trust him, that you're just not trying him out to see if he's going to work, but let God know in advance that you trust him and that you believe that he can do everything that he promised he could do in his word. He said, I'll be with you always, even until the end of the world. And God promised it and we have to stand on it. And we have to believe that God is going to carry through with his promise. For those of you that have your Bibles, I actually wasn't going to teach <laughs> on that. I was just exalting for just a moment, but for those of you that have your Bibles, if you could turn to Psalms 34, we in our women's ministry, we 
studied this word and we studied it together and we looked at it at a different standpoint. We read it in the message version and it just spoke to us so clearly and it blessed the women of Renaissance. And so for those of you that are listening, I want it to be a blessing to you as well. I wanted to share this and be a blessing to you as well. Psalms 34, let's pray very quickly. Father God, we thank you for your your son, Jesus Christ, and how he sacrificed his life for us. And God, we thank you for your grace and your mercy and your goodness. And God, I ask in the name of Jesus that you would come into this session. Let us hear what you want us to hear and let us see what you want us to see. And God, we thank you for it now in Jesus name. Psalms 34 in the message version of the Bible, it says, I bless God every chance I get. My lungs expand with his praise. When David wrote Psalms 34, he was in a very difficult place. David had ran to the enemy's camp. He was in the midst of Amalek. He was in the midst of the Philistines. And if you study David and know the life of David, the giant that David slew or killed was a Philistine giant. And so David had gotten himself into a situation that he didn't think that he could properly get out of, or he didn't wait on God to get him out of it. So David began to take matters into his own hand. And so he ran to the enemy's camp. And when he got there, they began to recognize who David was. And Amalek was said, wait a minute, isn't this David the same David that killed our giant? That giant was our prize fighter. And David, this small, the Bible describes David as being small and ruddy. This little small person killed our giant. There's a message in that right there. Don't worry about how big you think you are in God or how long you've been in God. If God is on your side, God is going to anoint you to, to destroy those things in your life that feels like they're towering over you. That giant was towering over David, but God gave David the strength and the mind and the wisdom to slew, to slew that giant and to kill that giant. And God is going to do the same thing for you. He'll give you the wisdom and the strength and the insight to defeat all of those big things in your life that's trying to take over your life and make you think that you have to be subject to them. And so they were upset. The Philistines were upset with David. They, they began to recognize who David was. And David had got himself in this mess and he had to figure out how to get out of it. And it talks about how David and Samuel, how David had to change his behavior in order to get out of this. And David began to act like a madman. Now, remember, David had been anointed king and David began to act like a madman. Don't let anything that you're in or something that you're in cause you to lose your composure, your kings, your kingship or your queenship. Don't let something the enemy will try to send situations your way to cause you to lose your composure. Don't allow something to cause you to lose your composure. You have to stand strong. You have to ask God, create in me a clean heart, oh God, and renew a right spirit. In other words, God, get my attitude right so that I don't lose my composure. Because the moment 
a child of God loses their composure, it becomes the worst possible situation in the world. The other, the other person's party will never tell what they did. All they will tell is that you lost your composure. And I thought you were a, a king. I thought you were anointed to be king. I thought you was a queen. I thought you were someone special. I thought you had a special relationship with God. And so David found himself in this place where he had to literally begin to act like a bad, mad man. He began scratching on the walls and foaming at the mouth and just not behaving like a king. And so when David got delivered from that situation, David wrote Psalms 34 and he said, I bless God every chance I get. My lungs expand with his praise. I live and breathe God. If things aren't going well, he said, hear this and be happy. David said, listen, if you're having some problems in your life, he said, I've been there. I know what I'm talking about. I'm not just writing something that I stumbled upon, but I'm writing something that I actually experienced. I'm writing something that I actually lived out. David said, listen, join me in spreading the news together. Let's get the word out. He said, God met me more than halfway. He freed me from my anxious fears. God began to move on David's behalf. And when David was in a place of fear and he needed to be freed by God, David said, God freed me from my anxious fears. Sometimes we will do things and walk ahead of God and step out because we're anxious. But the Bible tells us be anxious by nothing for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication. Sometimes we have to wait on God. And I, I've said this and you'll probably hear it from here until the end of time. Sometimes it takes more faith to wait on God than it takes to move and be anxious and get ahead of God. David says, he said, look at him, give him your warmest smile, never hide your feelings from him. David said, look, I don't care what you're in. I don't care what predicament you're in. He said, just stop and take a moment and just bask in the presence of God. He said, give God your warmest smile. He said, never hide your feelings from him. David said, when I was desperate, I cried out and God got me out of a tight spot. Have you ever been in a tight spot? And the only way out was for you to cry out to God and to talk to God about it. And that's what David said. David said, I was desperate, but I called out to God. I want to encourage someone that is listening today. If you're feeling desperate, if you're feeling like you in a place where you can't go forward or you can't move backwards and it doesn't seem that nothing is working on your behalf, I invite you to cry out to God. Let your soul cry out to God and talk to God about it and let God know that only he can deliver you and that only he can bring you out. Let God know that you trust him and that you are patiently waiting for him to get you out of a tight spot. Listen to what he said in verse number seven. God's angel sets up a circle of protection around us while we pray. The King James Version, it says, the angels of the Lord encamp around about them that fear him. God allows his angels to protect us. 
He sets a hedge of protection around our life. When God wants to protect us, God releases angels to encamp around about those that love him and fear him and respect him. And when you're in that place with God, only you and God can get into that place. I believe the Bible calls it that secret place. And only you and God can get into that secret place. And God allows the angels to encamp around about you so that nothing can get in or nothing can get in the way or nothing can interfere with your worship to God and your prayer to God so that God can can get you in a place where only he can bring you out of it. And no one else will be able to take the credit. It says, open your mouth and taste. Open your eyes and see how good God is. Blessed are you who run to him. David said, look, just taste and see. You know the five senses. David said, just just open your mouth and taste God. He said, open your eyes and, and see God. Just look around. Just, just, just look around you and see how good God has been in your life. Look back over your life and see where God has brought you from. Go back to your childhood for just a moment. Think about your childhood and how you never thought God would do anything special for you. Some of you sat in the classroom and you thought in the classroom that everybody else was smarter than you, but then you come to find out that you're just as smart and you were struggling with the same thing that somebody else was struggling with, but some kind of way God brought you out. Just look around, just open your mouth and begin to talk. Just taste God. Just get a taste of God. Just trust that God is God and above him, there is no other. And there is nothing that can take the place of your creator. God is our creator. He's our maker. God made us in his likeness and in his image. It is he that has made us and not we ourselves. And when God makes something, God takes care of it. And I just want to encourage you to let you know that God is going to take care of you and he's going to see you through. Listen to verse number nine, because I want to try to read everything. Worship God if you want the best. Worship opens doors to all his goodness. If you want to see the glory of God, begin to worship him and to begin to just let God know that you love him. Just begin to let God know that you trust him. Let God know that above him, there is no one else in your life, that he's the greatest thing in your life. Begin to worship God and give him the highest praise. Worship God with your lifestyle. Worship God with your words. Worship God with your life and how you live and how you move and how you breathe your everyday life. Take it and let it be a blessing and let it be a testimony to God. Worship God with your time and your energy. Just don't give God a drive by prayer and a drive by read. Take some time out and let God know that he's the most important thing to you in your life. Before you move every day, let God know that you love him. Before you walk out the house every day, let God know that I trust you, God. And you send God before you and begin to worship God and watch him open the doors 
to all of his goodness. That's what David said right here in Psalms 34, verse number nine in the message version. He said, worship God if you want to be the, if you want the best, you got to give God some time. You got to give God some energy. You got to give God what he wants and he wants our worship. David said, worship opens doors to all of his goodness. So for those of you that are walking around trying to figure out how do I get from God what I need and how do I make that connection with God, begin to worship him. And when you begin to worship God, it opens doors to his goodness. Verse number 10, young lions on the prowl get hungry, but God seekers are full of God. Who wants to be a God seeker? (laughs) And you want to be full of God full of his glory, full of his grace, full of his mercy. It says in verse number 10, come children, listen closely. I'll give you a lesson in God worship. David said, let me, let me talk to you all for just a moment. David said, I know some things. I, I, I've been through some things. He said, I've, I've, I've been young and I've been old. He said, I've never seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging bread. David said, let me give you a lesson in worship. He said, you God seekers. He said, for those of you that are full of God, he said, let me give you a lesson in worship. Who out there has a lust for life? Can't wait each day to come upon the beauty. When you look at that in the amplified version, it says, who is the man who desires life and love many days that he may see good? In the Net version, it says, do you want to really live? Would you love to live a long and happy life? David is giving us the antidote. He said, worship God and watch God give you a long, healthy life and live a beautiful life. He goes on in verse 13. He says, guard your tongue from profanity and no more lying through your teeth. Watch your mouth. Watch what you say. Watch who you talk to. Watch who you deal with, David said. He says, turn your back on sin. Do something good. Embrace peace. Don't let it get away. We have to turn our back on sin. The wages of sin is death. It's just that simple. It's just that simple. Sin is a slow death. We can keep trying to beat it if we want to, but we were not designed or crafted to live a sinful life. And so David said, turn your back on it. And for that, that you can't walk away from, begin to ask God to give you the strength to walk away. Ask God to take the desire away from you so that you can live and be all that God wants you to be. He said, embrace peace. Don't let it get away. Bishop McMurray ended 2019 and began 2020 with us walking in peace, praying that God would give us peace. And that's what we need, brothers and sisters, more than anything else on the face of this earth. We need a peace of mind. Our spirit needs to be in peace. We need to have peace in our hearts and peace in our coming and peace in our going. It says God keeps an eye on his friends. How many of you out there are a friend of God? His ears pick up every moan and groan. God's eyes and ears are listening and watching 
everything that we do. God won't put up with rebels. He'll curl them from the pack. Listen, if somebody's out there messing with you. God going to deal with them. Is anyone crying for help? God is listening, ready to rescue you. If your heart is broken, you'll find God right there. If you're kicked in the gut, he'll help you catch your breath. Listen, if someone is out there with a broken heart and a contrite spirit, God is right there to help you mend the broken pieces. He's there to help you put them back together again. He said, if somebody, if you feel like somebody has kicked you, just, I mean, people, they don't do you wrong until you're down and you feel like they kicked you in the gut. God says he'll help you catch your breath and get back up and fight again. Get back up and get it right. God said, I can help you with that. How many of you need help with God? He said, disciples so often get into trouble. Still, God is there every time. God know we're going to get into trouble. Just like our natural parents, they knew we were going to get into trouble. They did everything they could to tell us to stay out of trouble. But they knew as soon as trouble came our way, we was going to try to see just how far into it we could get. God knows. He knows. That's why he sent his son, Jesus, so that we can have forgiveness. He sent the Holy Ghost so that we can have the strength to stay out of trouble. But whenever you get into trouble, talk to God about it and ask God to forgive you and to deliver you. It says in verse 20, he's your bodyguard shielding every bone. Not even a finger gets broken. Y'all, when we're in the midst of trouble, God keeps us. God protects us. God surrounds us. That's where that saying comes in. He keeps you when you can't keep yourself. God is our, he said, David said, God is our bodyguard. Shielding every bone. Not even a finger gets broken. It says the wicked commit a slow suicide. They waste their lives hating the good. That speaks for itself. Don't worry about what's not and who's not right around you. Don't worry about that. You just focus in on your relationship with God and you worship God for yourself and you trust God for yourself and you watch God move on your behalf. You watch God make a way out of no way. He said, those around you that are mistreating you, he said, they're committing a slow suicide. They waste their lives hating you because you're trying to do good. There's people around you that don't want to see you come out. Don't be shocked. But they're wasting their time hating what God loves. Because early on, remember, God said, I'm your, you're my friend and I keep my eye open and I keep my ears open to my friends. It says God pays for each slave's freedom. No one who runs to him loses out. When we were yet in slavery to Satan, God paid a ransom. His son, Jesus Christ, he paid it all so that we might be free. So that we might be free. So that we could live spiritually free naturally free Christ paid it all and I encourage you to take advantage of everything that God did for us 
and every step that God made, I encourage you to take advantage of it. It says no one who runs to him loses out. When you make that connection and you make that beeline toward God, God's arms are open wide, just like he did the prodigal son. He said, go get the ring. Go prepare the the feast. Go get the robe. My child is coming home. God is the same way with you. So I encourage you, run to God. And that's what David did. He ran to God. God delivered him out of all his troubles. God bless you. Thank you for listening to Victory in the Word Radio Ministries of Renaissance Church of God in Christ USA, where our senior pastor is Bishop Dennis J. McMurray and Dr. E. Jean McMurray is our First Lady. It is our prayer that you've been moved by the Word of God. We welcome you to join us at 1001 33rd Street, Southeast Grand Rapids, Michigan, 49508. Be prepared to attend Sunday school at 9 a.m. in the Family Life Center and our Sunday morning worship service at 10.30 a.m. We also invite you to attend our midweek worship opportunities on Wednesday afternoon, 12 noon, in the chapel, and Thursday at 6.45 p.m. in the Family Life Center. Feel free to call us at 616-243-0991. Also, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Thank you for joining Victory in the Word. And until next time, walk in victory.